Hello and welcome to another broadcast of Faith the Facts. This is my first video presentation of Faith the Facts. I want to thank those who are listening or will be listening on my podcast, Faith the Facts Worldview to Wordview. My name is Quentin Bastian. I want you to sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hopefully you find the information that I am presenting to you insightful and um, that will challenge you in your thought process as we consider uh, the aspects of things that are going on around us in our daily lives and right now, most importantly, in our news of what's going on in our country. So thank you very much for listening and welcome to Faith the Facts. My name is Quentin Bastian, and this is episode three uh, for those on podcasts of Faith the Facts. Uh, you can visit me on my Facebook page at Faith the Facts, also available on YouTube, uh, Faith the Facts as well. Just uh, search on the YouTube. Uh, please like and follow my uh, YouTube channel, my Facebook page, as I continue to build uh, this site. Uh, Faith the Facts. Um, was something that was birthed uh, as a vision of understanding world events as they're happening today and give a biblical perspective and how they relate to the Bible. Is it even relevant? Um, a lot of people uh, are now ascribing to other books and other things and um, don't even believe that the Bible is relevant, don't believe the Bible has purpose. And then you have those on the other hand who are supposed to be Bible-believing scholars and uh, people of faith, yet they seem to have compromised truth for expediency. Case in point, our current uh, president, President Donald Trump, uh, President of the United States of America, um, has an 80, I think at the last check, it was an 81 or 80, almost 89%. Um, support of the evangelical Christians. Now, evangelical Christians are traditionally the stalwarts or the ones that were considered some of the premier uh, ministers and ministries um, in the last 20 years, uh, the mega movement and the mega churches that has uh, built such a large following and they carry great political influence in this country. Um, a lot of it is considered to be predominantly uh, white Americans who belong to the evangelical church. As we know, of course, there are many different races and people who worship and participate in evangelical churches. But obviously, predominantly, um, as the country's population is, most of them are, are white uh, Americans. But I want you to understand that in the personage of Donald Trump, the President of the United States, when Donald Trump came, uh, presented himself to be elected, uh, he came with a lot of baggage. And that baggage uh, would, under normal circumstances, uh, challenge the belief systems and the practices of evangelics. Or evangelicals and yet this man out of all others who ran for political office that were challenged for 
their past and their judgment and decision-making, this man seemed to get a pass at every level. Um, I remember a conversation, uh, that an interview, prior to just prior to the 20, uh, 2016 presidential election, which uh, pinned Donald Trump uh, against Hillary Clinton, and there was a, a group of women that were being interviewed, and one they were friends, and one of the women says that well she supports Donald Trump, and and the interviewer asked her something to the effect of well what about the revelations of what Donald Trump said about you know uh, grabbing women by the the genitals and 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 how that squares with the truth of the you know the faith of of the Bible and all of that stuff and and so one woman was saying well I still support him. Um, you know, I believe that, you know, he, he's going to do well and all this for the country. And then another woman who was a friend of hers said, well, I can't support him because if he was running or was, was, yeah, if he was running to be, uh, president of the PTA, I think it was, or something to that effect of any, uh, of an organization that involved parents and, and, and children in the school, or the school board, that this man would not be voted in because of what he represented. And it's interesting to me that at that time, people had hesitation. They would hesitate to elect this president to be PTA president or school board president because of the things that he represented and the things that he presented at that time. I mean, the, the, I can spend weeks talking about the lies and the deceit and the, all of these things and, and that, that has gone on. But before he became president, this man had a reputation of lying, of, of, of dirty dealings, of robbing people, of bankrupting uh, uh, companies and people just for, for his own benefit. But yet we, and I say we, the country of the United States, the citizens, voted him in and somehow, some way, expecting, I don't know, some different change. Now, evangelicals have celebrated Donald Trump, for those who don't know, have celebrated Donald Trump as the, somehow the reincarnate of a, a, a leader or a king, Cyrus, from way back in the Old Testament, where Cyrus got word from the prophet uh, that God was going to use him and that even uh, uh, Cyrus was written in the book. And so Cyrus began to help um, them to build back the temple. Now, there's been people who have brought prophetic words about Donald Trump and that he was going to be president and all of these different things. And I don't beg to question whether the prophetic word that came for Donald Trump to become president, which we saw happen. And, um, you know, the, the, the way that the prophetic works is the Bible says that we know in part and that we prophesy in part. It says that when that which is perfect has come, then that which is in part will be done away with. So it means that even sometimes the best uh, 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 prophetic word may be missing some elements that because we may not have the whole picture, we have some of the picture, and it's 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 
it's sometimes as a, as as somebody who has operated in the prophetic, it's sometimes very dangerous to read into a prophetic utterance or an inspirational word that the Spirit of God has given you, which some people do. God may speak or implant in your spirit just one or two sentences, but if you start reading into it more and more and, and basically putting your own spin on it because you feel it sounds good and it feels good and it works good for it, then you can, you can mislead or misjudge the prophetic word. And I've seen that happen. And I want you to understand that with Donald Trump coming to power, I don't believe it's a mistake. I don't believe that, um, you know, the, the, the people who prophesy, obviously they didn't miss it. So what is it? What, what is going on? I want to tell you what's going on because uh, there are many instances where God instituted leaders. And the Bible says it, that God sets up and he takes down. So why would a leader like Donald Trump ever be allowed to come to power? Let's talk about that a little bit. Because in the Old Testament, Samuel was the spiritual leader. He was the prophet of the children of Israel that God used to speak to the people and to lead the people. Now, it came a time when the people decided that they were looking at the other nations around them, and they had kings. And so they did not want to be governed by the prophet anymore because the prophets brought truth to them. The prophet basically brought the witness and the word of God directly to them. And so they were, they were wanting to, you know, not be under that kind of, of, of leadership anymore. So they said, we want a king like the other folks. Amen. We don't want you to be our leader. We want a king. And so Samuel went to God and said, God, the people have rejected me. And God said to Samuel, I want you to know something, Samuel. They haven't rejected you. They have rejected me. God says, I'm going to give them what they want. I'm going to give them the king. Or I'm going to let them have a king. He says, but I am going to pick the king. I am going to pick the king. Great. Sounds wonderful. God's going to pick the king. We're going to have a great king. See, but you got to understand, sometimes God will give you what you want based on the reflection of your heart. What you are emitting from your heart. And that's what I think took place in the United States of America. Because if we think back just about, you know, five, six, seven, eight years ago, the previous president, President Barack Obama, was in power. And, you know, I don't greatly support him or less support him. President Obama had things that he did that I think was wrong, that I think was against God. And he did some things that I think was great for the country and the nation. So, but I would not swear by, swear for, um, give a uh, 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 blind allegiance to President Obama or any president, prime minister, leader, or anything like that, because men are fallible. But the thing is, is that President Obama was in power as president of the United States. And this country saw a progressive move forward 
but yet there was a major push, particularly from the Republicans of the country and the, the Christians and the evangelicals to get rid of President Obama. Uh, people seem to forget that people were burning effigies and, and had nooses and they were parading around. And I remember the Tea Party uh, a group that came in and, and a lot of them actually came into to power and served in, in the House and in the Senate. But I remember the anger and anger and the bitterness at President Obama and, and how everybody was talking, oh, that President Obama is, is bringing racism. No, 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 he wasn't bringing racism. No, the racism you felt or those who felt that way was because a black man was sitting in the White House as president of the United States. And it bothered a lot of people to, for that to happen. See, it was your own racism that was was coming out and you didn't even realize it. And so what God did, in my opinion, was God set up this country to now give them what they want in the embodiment of Donald Trump. Now, the thing is, the church that is supposed to be the standard bearer of righteousness and truth vehemently, unapologetically supports a president who is anything but representative of truth. That's what bothers me. I, I don't understand it. Because everything about God is about righteousness, about truth. God talks about if we if we are, are, are liars, that we are, are sinners, that we have to repent. Repentance is a part of salvation, um, as a part of following God. It doesn't say that we are we're infallible, but that's why we, we ought not to walk in, 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 in haughtiness or high-mindedness um, and pride. Because we are fallible. We sin. Sometimes we sin and we say and do things that we don't even know we did it. But that's where we, we have to humble ourselves, go before God, repent and say, God, I'm sorry. Here it is a man prior to the elections. There's two interviews that I'm going to have posted on the website where Donald Trump says that I, I don't think I've done anything wrong to need to repent. Yet evangelicals parade him around as, oh, he's the great Christian president. Guess what? You can't be a Christian unless you repent for your sins. End of story. The Bible tells you if anybody bring you any other gospel other than this one, get stay away from them because they're not of God. Bible says that if you can't confess me before my father or confess me before men, then I won't confess you before my father. So if Donald Trump has confessed salvation unto righteousness, that should be something that he should be able to say forcefully that I have done. No, he says, I don't have done anything wrong to, to need to repent. I, I, I try not to do wrong. The Bible says that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. So when you have an individual in the embodiment of Donald Trump that has the, the overwhelming support of the Christian church, it then presents us with a paradox in understanding what or who is the church. Now let's think back a little bit historically because even Jesus Christ himself, when 
uh, came to, to, to Jerusalem on that week celebrate Palm Sunday. They were singing Hosanna, Hosanna, and they were putting their, 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 their the palms in the street as, as Jesus rode in on the donkey and they were, were praising and celebrating. Approximately a week later, these, most of these same people were the ones saying, crucify him, crucify him, crucify him. Because Jesus disrupted their norm. Hmm. See, it, remember the Romans carried out the crucifixion, but it was the Pharisees and the Sadducees, the religious leaders of the day, who gave the nod for Jesus to be put to death, for Jesus to be crucified. So, don't get mixed up. The church does not always know even the right thing to do. And this is where we're at today. Because the church said, give us who? Give us Barabbas. Ain't that something? A man who is, is now considered to be a liar. Uh, I, I'm just here talking about all of the, the, the things that he is, can be identified that is negative. But you know them. I don't have to keep repeating them including lying and cheating, and, and there's a lot more I'll talk about the taxes and stuff later. But this is the man that they went and they that we have now been given. And I think God set this country up because it rejected, it, it had such a, a an anger and a disdain for the former president, because particularly because he was a black man, remember Donald Trump came to power and everything that Donald Trump has attempted to do, even before he came to power, it was about the president, the sitting president of the United States, not about to be president, wasn't trying to be president, wasn't still running for president. He was the sitting president in his, about to begin the second term, that Donald Trump started this thing about Show me a birth certificate. You're not a real citizen. You and all of this. And the country and there were people in the church that followed that and believed it and pushed it and preached it. And yet, we didn't see a problem with that. That was wrong from the beginning. But the church just accepted it. And they rolled with it. And they preached it and preached about Obama's this and Obama that and Obama. And guess what? Like I say, I don't support Obama anymore, less than any other political leader. Guess what? They're all fallible. They all can commit wrong. But guess what? There was good and bad. And they, there was nothing that President Obama could do that was good in their sight. One. But we know that there was more to it than just the fact of President Obama not being a good politician or leader. No, they had a problem with a black man sitting in the White House. That was very well known. And President Donald Trump, at the time, made it his personal mission to attack President Obama, to attack his, his validity to even occupy the office of president, which he's never done to any other president. And... So much so that the when he announced his uh, run to run for president, those who was supporting his views, which I call racist views from that time, then jumped on the bandwagon and obviously put him through to become the president of the United States. So we got what we got 
because we, when I say we, the country, followed this man and his racist attitude that he has brought with him. And because people had such a disdain, disdain for, and they would be, be honest, evangelicals, be honest. Be honest because God is watching you. God is judging you. And you've got to be accountable for all of the things that you are, that has been allowed to happen under this president. You're responsible. And so you've elected this man. You've looked past everything that, not that he did do, but that he was doing. And you gave him a pass that it was, oh, it was just locker room talk when he talked about assaulting women. It was okay. See, this if you're wrong, you're wrong. You say you're wrong. But there was no giving him wrong. It was just, oh, you know, we'll give him a pass. I, I even hate to bring this up, but I watched that that when that story break when he talked about grabbing women by by the genitals, and uh Mike Pence came out with a statement, something to the fact that this is something because he has daughters and, and it goes against Christian values and, and all of that stuff. Then, about two to three days later, he was singing a different story. Somebody had gotten to him and says, hey, just, you know, just let it go, let it slide. This is locker room park. You're going to be the vice president. And so just roll with it. And so they rolled with it. And we've, we've been seeing him roll with everything that this president has put out from racism to supporting white supremacists to endorsing white supremacists to locking children up in cages in, in, in Mexico. I mean, sorry, coming out to, to the border through Mexico to separating some of them and, and having the children uh, of some children that they still not have been joined with their parents. Their parents don't know where they were. That they've been placed with uh, American families. This nation under Donald Trump has caused so much travesty and heartache and hurt. And now we are in the middle of coronavirus, and that's a whole nother ballgame. But I wanted to deal with the fact of of what's going on. And in my, my two previous broadcasts, I started talking about the debate, that the first presidential debate that happened. And Donald Trump... Uh, Basically, in that debate, told when he was asked to denounce white supremacists and white nationalists, said to stand back and stand by. What kind of denunciation is, is it to tell somebody to stand back and stand by? It is one that is crafted in the mind of a person who is wanting to be crafty and not deal with the things that he knows that he is doing. So he don't want to offend those people who he supports, but he knows that it goes against the grain of, of the, the, the national interest. So he says, stand back, but stand by. I'm going to make sure that Everything's going to work out because I'm going to win and we're going to have it our way. That's what he's saying. Paraphrasing. <laughs> this man said, I can stand in the middle of Fifth Avenue in New York and I can shoot somebody and I will not lose support. 
He is 100% correct because his, his supporters today are singing in the street that Donald Trump, I will die for you. Not for Jesus. I will die for you. You don't understand. I used to wonder if, how could a nation allow a man like Hitler to coerce it to do the atrocities that it did? I was the one, how could, how could that happen? How could a leader get that kind of influence and power? How could a man like a, a David Koresh or a Jim Jones lead a group of people to their deaths, like many others, in the name of God and in the name of Jesus Christ? How could it? And if you begin to do some studies, even with the Jim Jones and, and the David Koresh's, these men reached a place where the people that were following them began to see them as God's chosen. And as they saw them as God's chosen, they began to compromise the truth of the word for the spirit of the man, not the spirit of God. We have the same thing happening right now in the embodiment of Donald Trump where they are compromising the truth of the word for the embodiment of the spirit of the man and they're violating the truths of God. They're violating the truths of the word of God and they're making it expedient. So, oh, Donald Trump, just make sure that you fight to get the courts adjusted so we can we can protect abortion rights and that you you champion uh 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 uh, Israel, you champion uh, of the Israel being uh, uh, um, uh, Jerusalem being the capital of, of Israel, and we okay, we'll support you no matter what. You have got to understand that Jesus said to suffer the little children to come unto me, for such is the kingdom of heaven. So when Donald Trump designed laws not to, hey, families, you can't come in the country legally. All right, we're going to have to put you here for a side. We'll do your asylum cases. We'll keep you together as a family. Oh, you, you violated our laws. We have to send you back to where you came from as a family. This is where you can. No, that's not what we did. We developed a policy, instituted a policy that separated the family, some of them permanently today. And you don't see anything wrong with that. Jesus says, suffer the children to come into me for such is the kingdom of heaven. And you don't see anything wrong with that? This man severely misupported the, 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 the white supremacist, white nationalists marching through the streets of Charlottesville saying Jews will not replace us. And you're okay with that? But yet you say, oh, support Jerusalem? This is a man that is inspired, sponsored, endorsed racism and white supremacists. And guess what? You white evangelicals and Christians, guess what? There's no white heaven. Black people too. There's no black heaven. There's no Chinese, Japanese, Asian, whatever national, Indian, Caribbean. There's no, there's no nationality or race exclusions in heaven. You see all the, I, I know I'm a little bit all over the place, but all of this stuff that's going on with racism and God's trying to get your attention. 
trying to, because evangelicals, you believe, I know you believe that God is soon to come, but see, I'm going to deal with that because you're trying to construct it. You're trying to orchestrate the coming of God. And for those I know that don't know the Bible and the word and all of this stuff about, I get it. You don't understand it. That's why you need to tune into these podcasts and these broadcasts and videos, because I'm going to give you some insight and understand because it's very deep and very profound. So I have to cut this, this one, I guess, a little bit shorter, but I wanted to share this with you. The Bible says in Galatians 6, 7, be not deceived, God is not mocked, for whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. Donald Trump, during the last election, mocked Hillary Clinton because she had come down with pneumonia and she was weak and stumbled on her way to, to, to the van. Donald Trump mocked her at that campaign and talked about how she was weak and she stumbled and all of this stuff. And here we are in 2020, Donald Trump is now afflicted with coronavirus, so much so that they had to flow him, flew him out to Walter Reed Medical Center for treatment. And I'm going to do a separate broadcast or show about that whole episode. But Donald Trump himself now is suffering, but yet he is putting on this show. That's Donald, that's Donald Trump's life. It's a show. It's a sham. And we of the church, of the people of God, the saints of God, the believers of God, have, when I say we, not me, but the body has fallen for it. And we are going to be held accountable for allowing this man. The Bible says, God is not marked for whatever you sow, you shall reap. And so that's what we have in a situation. I believe that that's why Donald Trump has been allowed to come to power. It's because of what this country had basically built itself on under President Obama. The vitriol, the anger, the hatred, the subtlety of racism that was, was sitting below the surface. But it's now on, on, on front mainstream display. God is exposing it. God is exposing all of the, the, the white individuals who, who they were buddy buddies and friends. And they say, well, I have black friends, but yet they, 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 they can't contain themselves anymore. God's exposing it. And so I want you to understand that there is a whole lot more at play here. And when Donald Trump came to power, it shifted the dynamics of this entire country to levels that you don't really truly understand, but I'm going to talk about it in my next podcast. So stay tuned. And until the next one, this is Faith the Facts with Quentin Bastian, giving you worldview to worldview, bringing you truths so that I help you to understand what has happened and where we're headed. God bless you. Thank you for listening. Please share and let your friends and family know that there is truth in the word. Thank you.